Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Hilo with Hamrata. I posted about this on Instagram a couple days ago. This is an episode about egg freezing. It's been on my mind because, well, I just turned 32 last week, and I know a lot of women who are considering egg freezing or who have gone through the process. And I think it's something that a new generation, millennials, as we get older, are really considering. And actually, when I posted about it on Instagram, it turns out actually a lot of Gen Z people in their 20s are already thinking about it because there is a sort of feeling that the younger you do it, the more security you have and insurance. And yeah, I wanted to do an episode about egg freezing. I think women's health is super important and uh, we got to talk about this stuff. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So we are going to start with one of those friends who just recently froze her eggs, Megan, who was nice enough to want to talk to me about her experience with it. Then we're going to just get into some of the research my team and I did about egg freezing and about the process. We're going to talk a lot about cost. This, as everything <laughs> is related to a industry and it is not cheap to freeze your eggs. We're going to talk a little bit about the science behind it and then we're going to hear from some of you who submitted voice notes. So let's hear from Megan. Hello, my love. Hi, how are you? So to start off, I wanted to ask you, how did you decide to do this? How did you do the research? How did you pay for it? And what was your reasoning behind it? I turned 35 and decided to do it then. Um, I had just like done some, I don't, I think I was just probably Googling stuff, but I basically seen this chart of women's like fertility and it, it's exponent. It was exponentially high from your twenties until you're 35. And then, um, or 30 to 35, it kind of evens out. And then when, as soon as you hit 35, your egg quality just drop, drops drastically, like it never had before. And for me, like being a single 35 year old woman who like, to be honest, doesn't know if she, I want kids at the end of the day. Um, I knew I wanted it to be an option for me. And I also knew that like, I had seen women, like a lot of my clients, like obviously being a hairstylist, I talk to people all day, like clients going through IVF when they're like 40, 41, 42, like it's such a hard, long road at that age that I knew if I wanted to have kids, I didn't want it to be a really sad situation like trying to get eggs and like trying to do that so I just felt like 35 was the age to do it just so that I would have like a healthier egg option as I got older and did you feel any like taboo around it or were you just like no I'm doing this or was there like what was your emotional like relationship to making that decision 
I felt extremely powerful in a way that I had never felt before. Like I didn't feel taboo at all. I was like extremely proud of myself and like take, like I was taking control of my own life, which felt really cool. That's yeah, that's amazing. And what about the cost? Because so many people wrote in and what I've seen online is like, this isn't affordable. It's so expensive. It's really, it's, it was really expensive. Um, I used my savings. Um, I do have a client that opens a like 0% APR credit card and put it on that is just paying it off within the year. I don't know like all the details of this, but New York City, if you work for a company that has a certain amount of employees, the employees, they actually have to cover it now. It's a new, it's a new law in New York. Okay. Wow. So if you're yeah. the si- if you, your um, company is a certain size, you have to pay for it. Yes. I'm going to look more into that. I don't know okay. all the details of it, but a lot, a lot of my clients have done it and insurance has paid for mostly all of it. Okay. Um, and how much, and so- what, how much is it out of pocket? Mine, so the fucked up thing is, is that the medication is the most expensive part almost. Like my okay. egg freezing was $6,000, but medication was 3500 Wow. That. Yeah, and um, I actually almost went to Mexico to get it. I almost drove down from Tijuana um, to Tijuana and got it when I was in San Diego. Um, but I just like just ended up not having the time. Just to pick up the medication because it's so much cheaper yeah, down there? Like, okay. Can you explain a little bit about the process just as far as like the science that you came to understand when through the process of doing this yeah and I was even telling the nurse I was like god this is like so I like love learning about my body I had no idea you know right before you before you start your egg freezing you're going to do an AMH level test which means your ovarian reserve and that's done by blood work and then they'll also give you an ultrasound and they'll do a get your follicle count and follicles like a healthy amount of follicles for a woman around 35 to have is like I think 6 to 10 and I was lucky that I had 18 or 19 wow um, so I was, I was really fertile, which was like cool to know. Also, I had never really like done that testing or anything. I never knew. And so then each egg comes from one follicle. So I was able to get 19 eggs and what Follistim does is it stimulates your follicles to grow because you have to have an 18 millimeter follicle to have one healthy egg in it. And our follicles start out at like six millimeters or something like that. Wow. So Follistim yeah. like just like kind of grows your follicle, grows your follicles and like produces eggs in them and how did you feel in the process like were you tired I've heard different things I was I mean I'm like notoriously scared of needles I'm sure you remember the photo of me from um, when I fell in the sidewalk door um but so I actually had a girlfriend come over that had just done the process and she helped me like put the ballston pen together and like showed me how to do everything and to be honest, I cannot believe they just like send that home with people and they're like yeah do this yourself like it was so confusing at first but then yeah, I mean, the, my first injection, it's like, it, it doesn't, you don't even feel it. It's completely fine. And then I actually felt like pretty good on my hormones. My doctor was telling me women that get, that don't get PMS feel the hormones way more. Like they like actually get really bad PMS symptoms. And I, I generally get really bad PMS. I get really irritable. I get like really like, I just tired, exhausted. And I actually felt kind of good on my hormones, which was nice. Okay, that's um, good to know because I don't really PMS super bad, so it'll be terrible yeah. for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt great. Honestly, also too, I feel like I don't know. I think I was just pumped with hormones, but like I'd never gotten hit on so much like out in the world. <laughs> what? Like they, could sm- they could smell me. <laughs> no way. That's yeah, bizarre. Like, train were, like asking for my number. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that's yeah. a real like hormones are such a real fa- thing. Pheromones are such yeah, a real yeah. thing. One hundred percent. It was. It was like the timing was so funny. I was like, I've never. I haven't gotten a number on the train in like since I was in my twenties. You know. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, how long did the whole process take? 
I think it was like two and a half weeks. Okay. From start to finish. And then you do one more hormone injection at the end. You do, I did Polystim and Generalix. And then at the end, you do a trigger shot. And that's what fucked me up. Like mm. the trigger shot, I think, drops all your eggs. Oh, wow. And it actually like tricks your body into thinking you're pregnant. So you do the trigger shot. It's also like a worse shot. You have to put it in your butt. It's like a bigger needle. That was like pretty traumatizing. And don't you have a positive pregnancy test for that day? Or? Yes. Yeah. In the morning you have to pee and you like literally have a, a positive pregnancy test. And that's when I got like, I mean, I was so bloated. My boobs got huge. Like I felt, I was like, get these things out of me. Like I felt really gross. Wow. And how was the procedure you go under, right? You go under, it's quick. I mean, it was like 15 minutes probably. Mm -hmm. I had never been put under before, but all of a sudden I was just knocked out and just woke up in a room and I was done. And how did you feel physically afterward? Was there any pain or like soreness or? I had like some like cramping and I was still really bloated for a while. Like Mm -hmm. I think you're bloated for almost 10 days afterwards. I slept all day basically. And then the next day I did go back to work just because I like wanted to move my body, but I, I felt like I should have taken the day off. But it's different for everyone because I got 19 eggs. And 13 of them were mature, but regardless, they took 19 eggs out of me. The more eggs you have, the way less pain, the way more painful it is. So someone would only say you get like six, you know, 10 eggs. It's, it's a different experience for them. Why is that? Do you know? I think it's just because there's more cramp, like there's more room for cramping involved. I had it. My mine was considered successful. Like they want 10 to 12 mature eggs for it to be considered a um, successful procedure and I got 13 so mine was good and I didn't have to do it again and I think that's like a 90% chance I'll have a kid from one of those from one of those eggs that's amazing so it really is like insurance for you what about this what about the storage process because I've heard some stuff people wrote in and stuff about like how expensive it is to store and if you can't continue payments they like throw out your eggs is that true i like okay i really need to look at this i don't even know where they are yeah <laughs> no I, I, I just like kind of left and like forgot about the situation but i don't know anything about that but it's about a thousand dollars a year to store them okay. um, i mean i know mine are somewhere safe i just don't know exactly where they are right it's about a thousand dollars a year and then um they will let you know if they ever have to, like, I asked the place, I'm like, what if you guys, like, shut down or something? Like, what happens to my eggs? And the lady was like, there's money in egg freezing, like, there's money in storage, so they will always go somewhere, like, there will always be a place for them to go. Okay. Wow, that must be such a weird thing, though, to know your eggs are, like, somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Um, And then, um... I, I also had a friend do this in Mexico City, and she paid about, like, half, she paid, like, $3,500 total, including medication and bag freezing, and she had a really nice experience, too. Okay. So, people are going out of the country just to save money yeah, and totally. for the experience. And then, yeah. do, are her eggs stored in Mexico? She does, and, like, so that's another tri- tricky thing with storing your eggs. Like, you have to be kind of careful where you keep them, because, like, if there's, like, a fault line or something, like, it says that hers are in Mexico City, and there's, like, an earthquake. You have to be, like, they can get destroyed that kind of way as well. And what about, like, bringing her eggs back to the States? Like, if she wants to, yeah. It's really expensive to do that. But Mm. the company that she went through, they'll, like, pool them together. And you can split the cost with other women that need to bring their eggs back to the States. Wow. Okay, so overall, like, what would you tell someone who's looking to do this? And what would you, like, what's your kind of takeaway message? I would say absolutely do it. No questions asked. Like, I literally feel such a weight off my shoulder. And now it's like the pressure on dating has gone down so much. Like, I never want to be the kind of person when I'm dating someone to be like, is he the one? Like, are we going to have kids together? But it's hard when you're 35. Like, you can't fuck around as much as you used to, you know? Yeah. 
so I feel like it's taking pressure off dating a lot like if I want to have a baby at age 40 by myself like I can and that feels really incredible to me yeah and I feel like I can just have like a little bit more fun in that situation um and I would say do it especially if your insurance covers it like 1000 percent thank you for telling me all this wait I have one more thing to say yeah. actually about um embryos so I feel like like one of my clients the other day, she's like, she's literally married. She's like a 33 year old married woman. She's like, yeah, I'm thinking about freezing my eggs. And I was like, I mean, A, like don't spend the money if you're in like a serious committed relationship with the person that you're like probably going to have kids with. And B, if you are going to do it, it's actually more efficient if you freeze embryos as opposed to just eggs. So if someone's in a committed relationship, like I told my client, I'm like, freeze embryos, don't freeze eggs. Like meaning you would have your husband's sperm and your egg, like, made into a petri dish and like that's frozen that's what i would do if i was in a committed relationship do you know about the sofia vergara situation with yeah for those of you who don't know um the sofia vergara situation happened a couple years ago with her ex-husband once they got divorced um they had frozen embryos a year prior to their separation and her ex-husband actually sued her to try to bring those embryos to life without her consent. He even went as far to try to go to a conservative state, Louisiana, um, to take it to the Supreme Court and um, use the pro-life politics of that state. To his advantage, um, Sophia was able to win the case, but he wrote an op-ed that was highly circulated um, that kind of played into pro-life stuff. Um, and it's just something to look into if you are thinking about freezing your embryos, um, the legal stuff around how to protect that and make sure that anything that is done with those embryos is also with your consent. That's the thing also. Then there's also that part of it where like, you could get sued later on. Yeah, so it's a little scary. But I do know that their embryos are much more viable, basically, right? Exactly. It's more successful, yeah. And just for people who maybe don't understand, like when you, let's say you decide to have, you want to have a baby, they'll be fertilized and then they'll be through the process of IVF. That's how you become pregnant, right? Yes. And what's kind of cool about egg freezing, like splitting it up into two different times. So... A woman that say she was like 39 was trying to just just start this whole process. Egg freezing is the first part of IVF, so she would have to go through that, and then she would have to do IVF. So I, if I have to do IVF, my first part's already done, right? And I already have 13 healthy, mature eggs from when I was 35. And I mean, I know a lot of women that like did it when they were older, and they they only got like five eggs. And like at the end of the day, you need at least they say you need at least 10 to 12 that to be considered successful wow. so you're gonna have to do it multiple times and like that's what I mean when I say I didn't want to go down a long hard like expensive sad road yeah imagine being that age and really actually wanting a kid and like having to go through all of that right and like, the emotions behind that yeah you were just totally doing it more, like, almost as insurance. insurance yeah insurance peace of mind who knows if I'm gonna want this but I don't want to have to date with this front of mind of like are you my future baby daddy Exactly. Like I didn't why I did, I knew if I do want a kid I don't want it to be like really stressful and sad and only getting three eggs and like having to do egg retrievals like for an entire year. Like that's that seems really sad to me. Of course. Um, okay, well you're the best. Do you think you're gonna do it? I don't know. My, you know, I have Sly, obviously, and yeah, then yeah. my mom had me at thirty-nine naturally. Yeah. Yeah, and I think obviously that doesn't mean anything for me, but I think even just mentally, I have sort of a feeling around it of like if 
it works, it works. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe at 35, like I could see myself in three years. Yeah, if I'm single and I'm like, okay, I miss, I want to have another baby, but I don't know who with. Yeah, then maybe. Right. But I'm not looking to do it like now. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, because I feel like it's a term that just gets thrown around. Um, but Megan obviously talked a little bit about the science behind egg freezing. I just want to explain what it is. So it's a process in which a woman's eggs are extracted, frozen, and stored as a method to preserve reproductive potential and women of reproductive age. So when I posted this on Instagram, I got a bunch of stuff about why people have chosen to freeze their eggs. Obviously, people are having children much later than we used to, right, in history. And especially for women, if you want to, you know, focus on your career in your 30s or just kind of live life in a different way than two generations ago where you're having kids in your early 20s, you do need to think about this because we are genetically, or at least we've been told because of egg production, more likely to be able to get pregnant and carry babies successfully to term when we're younger. But there were also a lot of people who wrote in and were talking about um, being diagnosed with cancer or PCOS or different conditions that have made them want to do this so that, you know, they can undergo chemo without having to worry about the potential of having children later. I think it's a really exciting thing that women are able to do this. But I just want to say the the main thing that people wrote in about was the cost and how few companies um, or insurance policies cover egg freezing. So let's talk a little bit about the cost. Without insurance, egg freezing can range from 10 to 20K, which includes the medication, obviously the most extensive part we learned from Megan, doctor's visits, and the actual surgical procedure to remove the eggs. Those numbers do not cover the yearly storage fee for your frozen eggs, which Megan said were 1,000. Um, I've also seen numbers around 800. And then, of course, if you do decide to use your eggs down the road, there's the cost of in vitro fertilization. So it's really fucking expensive. For LGBTQ couples, it's actually even harder um, financially because state laws and insurance policies can make it more difficult for them to receive fertility coverage. If you're a straight couple, you're more likely basically to have some kind of insurance um, coverage rather than an LGBTQ plus couple. The restrictions make an already pricey process more daunting for LGBTQ plus couples who may face the added expenses of needing sperm donors, egg donors, surrogates, or gestational carriers. I think across the U.S., the numbers around egg freezing vary. But like Megan said, she had to tap into her savings and it did give her the peace of mind. But it's wild that you even have to do that. In Europe, the median cost of egg freezing is about 40% of the cost in the U.S. And in Spain in particular, which again, a lot of you wrote in about getting your eggs frozen in Spain, it's a lot less expensive. So a lot of people do get their eggs frozen in Spain. I also just want to mention we have a bunch of stats in front of me. It's worth pointing out that this isn't just obviously about the cost and the you know, privilege that comes with freezing is not just limited to the financial stuff. Um, there's a lot of data around people of color and the limitations that they face with egg freezing and fertility access, care access. So uh, just worth kind of sliding that in. We talked about this a little bit earlier. There's a higher success rate if you're freezing embryos. And we touched on this on the phone call because 
a lot of doctors will recommend that if you're in a relationship as opposed to just freezing your eggs they recommend freezing fertilized eggs which are essentially embryos stay tuned for more high low with emrata When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Hi, my name is Paola from Miami. I have done two rounds of egg freezing. Well, I'm about to do the second one. I did my, I broke up with my fiance when I was 31 and looked into doing it then, but the price was just too high for me to be able to spend that uh, with what I was making and where I was in my life. And I had just broken up with my fiance and we owed all this money for the wedding and stuff like that. So I put it off and then didn't, haven't met anyone. So at 34, I decided to take it a little more seriously and did it then. It cost me $20,000 and I only got eight eggs, which they tell you to get at least one pregnancy. It takes between minimum six to eight. So I want more than one pregnancy, hopefully, to come out of this. And I'm just doing it for insurance. I didn't say that there was anything wrong or I, didn't, I wasn't told there was anything wrong or anything like that. But I am 36 now with um, no one in my life that I have that it's looking like I'll get pregnant or have a relationship with. So I'm doing it again. But I'm 36. It's going to cost another 15000 and I just wish I would have known about this at 30 years old or they would have taught us something, you know, the first time you go to the gynecologist, they kind of alert you and let you know, you know, that if you want to start a family and that's something that you really are considering, then start an insurance plan and start freezing your eggs from early on or saving to freeze your eggs because the older you get, the less likelihood you get of freezing more. I'm supposed to get around 12 this round, but let's see. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money, time. It's a lot of emotion. So yeah, that's my experience with egg freezing. And I hope somebody gets something out of this. That was Paula from Florida. And I think it's really an important perspective because talking to Megan at the top of the episode, like there's this feeling of kind of like, 
you know, a peace of mind and a lightness to it. And there is, there can be the experience where it's so emotional and scary. And, you know, Megan had a really positive experience as far as like getting the egg she wanted and, um, you know, not having a crazy reaction and just like the emotions weren't riding as high. It felt more like insurance than life or death or like a huge, like I might never have kids moment. And I've also heard from people who wrote in on Instagram kind of opposite feeling of Paolo that they wish that there wasn't so much conversation around fertility um, at the gyno when you go in. So it's interesting to get that perspective from somebody who has had a difficult time because I know even the last time I went and for my pap smear, my doctor was like, now that you're single and I was 31, we're not going to talk about egg freezing right now, but I think you should it should be on your radar. And I was a little bit taken aback because, first of all, I have a two-year-old. I'm not necessarily sure. And there was a lot of assumptions being made about that. And yeah, it also felt maybe there's an honesty to it, but there was a little part of me that was like, I didn't like the way she broached the subject. So as always, things we've talked about before on the podcast, there's not enough training about the sensitive things that come with fertility and i think just bedside manner and the kind of way we should talk about the stuff with people but i liked hearing that paula feels like this is something we should be thinking about and having more open conversations which is also why i'm recording this episode okay so now we're going to hear from kirsten from california who brings up a couple things that i find um really interesting and important to talk about Freezing my eggs as a millennial. Um, well, I'm 34 and I did it about six months ago. And honestly, before I did it, I talked to a few friends who just didn't have the best experience. So I was pretty nervous going into it. And I was just like, oh my God. It really is like, seems like more of a mental hula hoop where you're just like, I can't believe I'm at that age where like I have to do this because, you know, aging and time already feels like a farce. So that was like the first hula hoop. And then you also have to like confront your fertility, which is obviously something you don't think about, nor do you really want to think about. So that kind of smacks you in the face. But I think the wildest thing was, you know, you come home with all these meds and you just mix them on your own. And I just couldn't fucking fathom that there are women all over the US, probably like hundreds, thousands, just like playing chemist in their bedroom and like shoving hormones and chemicals into their body. And it's like so wild that it's normalized, but I'm happy it's normalized. And, but that, that was really what threw me for a loop. And I was just like, what a world we live in. It's impossible for that not to feel somewhat dystopian or somewhat anti-handmaid's tale or whatever, where you just, you know, it's this thing that's been fed to us as uh, allowing us to live our lives and continue and not stress. But kind of add some stress. So overall, I ended up feeling that the process was like pretty easy and not as bad as I anticipated. I luckily had, you know, an easy time and it was more just having to maybe give up certain aspects of my life for a month that were was hard. I think what I dreaded most was knowing that no matter how many eggs I got, Afterwards, they were going to tell me I should maybe do it again because there's an industry around fertility. And I think the industry stresses me out because it also is built on stressing women out. It seems like there's no way that the industry lives without people signing up to do this. So I think that was pretty hard. And yeah, I don't know, but I'm happy I did it. I think the one thing I really didn't think it would affect my stress or anxiety levels around dating 
but it did actually make me feel less stressed. I was like, you know what? I have this somewhat figured out and I don't need to go into situations where I'm meeting people obsessing over whether or not I'm going to need to have a family in the next few years. And I think that is pretty freeing and is maybe something I really underestimated or didn't think I would feel the way I did. So I'm thankful for that. Thank you so much for submitting that voice note, Kristen. There is such a casualness to the way we fuck with women's hormones and the medical world and the industry that surrounds birth control and pregnancy and childbirth and also IVF and egg freezing. There's a real history that, um, you know, we've talked about before on the podcast in the medical industry of not really considering women's health and well-being and instead focusing on, you know, the solution, right? Like, oh, you want to freeze your eggs? No problem. Who cares about the side effects? Let's like make it happen. And when you look at the history of how these studies that created this medicine and the trials, like women have been through it hormonally and there is a casual kind of um, carelessness that comes with the industrial medical complex and around fertility and just protecting women and like their well-being. So I think it's probably less that, you know, you feel like, oh, this is, why is this so normalized? It's like, yeah, that's a response to like feeling this kind of lack of care uh, that does come with the female medical approach. So I wanted to just say, I think that that's where that feeling is coming from for you. So there are a couple main takeaways from this episode. I'm not going to cover everything around egg freezing, but it is important to realize that there is an entire industry that's been built around this that is going to pressure you to do this and it's expensive. Um, I think we touched a little bit on the numbers and how much of a sacrifice it can be for this kind of peace of mind insurance and in other moments, if it's not just peace of mind insurance, like a really emotional thing. But I'm also simultaneously very suspicious of the industry that has been built around our fear of aging and not being able to have children and the way that people profit off of, you know, women's desire to um, have children on their own schedule. And that's sort of what I alluded to at the top of the episode when I was talking to Megan um, about my mom being 39. It has been helpful to me to have an example of that that I grew up with. Whereas I know a lot of other people who don't have that, their mom had them at 24 and they're single at 32. um, And there's just so much pressure around becoming a mother and even how that's connected to femininity and your value as a person culturally, I think, which is too bad. But basically there's two sides to this. And I think it's really important that we are aware of the industry behind egg freezing and the fact that doctors have a reason to be pushing this narrative. I'm super pro anything that gives women more options and more choice and peace of mind. I think we live in a day and age where it is very important to be able to decide when you want to have children. And this is technology that gives us the opportunity to do that. So I'm really pro that. But I also think that the amount of pressure and, you know, the way we're reminded constantly, like that as if like we're dying because our eggs are dying off in our body can be really tricky. And it is important to remember that people are profiting off that fear. So just bear that in mind. The more we talk about what this experience actually is like, the more we can make informed decisions for ourselves. 
Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm so grateful to everyone who wrote in, to Megan, obviously, for kind of leading the shape of the episode and um, to anyone who sent in their voice notes or DM'd. I'm very grateful. And if you have any further thoughts, please go to hilo.fm to submit your voice notes. We use those for the talk back and even for the ass episode every Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Hilo with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.